Morning to all our listeners. Today is Thursday, November 21st. I'm Tyler Smith. I'm here with Luis Bredo. We're going to be going over podcast number four of the pickup. This is actually week five of the NBA season, coasting into week six, which is what what's that put us at as far as the, the NBA season? Uh, so Basketball Monster at the top of their page has the amount of season that has played out already, um, 17% through. 17% of the season. Yep. Wow, that's great. We're gonna. Uh, we're really looking forward to today's podcast. There's a ton of waiver wire pickups. We're really excited to go through kind of news and injury over the last week. It's been a week since we have done our last podcast. We do this every Thursday morning about 10 a.m. in the morning. Try to get our podcast out to all our listeners by the mid-afternoon so that you have the re- most recent and up-to-date news on the NBA, what's happened in the last week. Luis, how, how are we doing this morning? You ready to do this thing? Yeah, let's get going. Um, we have... Damian Lillard to talk about, I think, at the top of our list. He normally is not injury-prone. What's that make you? Yeah, that's not fun because Dame's uh, is as good as they come as far as staying on the court. So him being hurt means he's actually probably pretty injured right now. Yeah. What also really hurts is the fact that I think he's been number one for a good portion of the season. Um, but, uh, Yahoo has him at second. Second ranked overall. As of right now. That's, yeah. That's wild. Yeah, Dame's having a heck of a year. Melo just made his appearance this week in Portland. You're a big Portland fan. Are you excited for Melo being in town? You know what? I am. He didn't have the greatest game. That kind of... I was expecting it. You had to expect it with a year off. Yeah. Um, but they ha- do... Don't you think it's a, a plus considering where they're at right now with injuries and they just need scores? I'm super excited for, for Melo. I'm glad he's in Portland, but they need someone to come in and score the basketball. They've been off to kind of a rocky start, so they had to swing for the fences with Melo. Yeah, let's talk about swinging for the fences. Let's just get right into it. What do you? There's a conversation that you have that we have with one of our other good friends, and in that conversation, I brought up a trade for. Uh, Kevin Love, which involved Zach Collins and Anthony Simons, yeah. um, maybe a package like that where they keep uh, where they keep CJ and Lillard because a lot of people are talking about splitting them up. Um, but they're so their the, their starting lineup would be Lillard, CJ, uh, Carmelo, Love, and then hopefully Nurik at some point. Yeah. Uh, but do you think that would be enough for Kevin Love? Two first rounders, and then potentially add another first, you know, uh, protected first round the, this coming year. Yeah, I think it'd be great for the Blazers if they could pull off a big trade like that. They need to make some moves this year because it doesn't look like they have quite enough to make it through a really tough Western Conference, particularly getting through the playoffs. So, getting a player like Kevin Love, who is at a point in his career where he's probably looking to kind of win. Yeah, and he's and, from and Portland. Cleveland would ship him. Like they have nothing to play for right now. So why not get Anthony Simons, who's a really young player, has a lot of potential, and Zach Collins, and and now rebuild for the future and send Kevin to home. Yeah, yeah, and then there's one potentially you could just attack on a first round. Yeah, don't you? I think that's enough for yeah, Kevin yeah, Love. Three, three young guys at this point in Kevin Love's career. For yeah, sure. three young young guys, and a pen, if I mean you'd have to make the salary cap work, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to dive right into Toronto. Um, the reason why is because Serge Ibaka might be coming back on Saturday. Kyle Lowry's been out for now two weeks, maybe going on three. Is he going to miss more time than expected? Uh, Kyle Lowry? Yeah, yeah. It's it sounds like he's going to. Um, 
This is what worried me about drafting him. But I did pick him up in the fifth round uh, myself in a draft. And I think that's probably relatively where he went. Mm. And then, but he was putting up first round numbers. Um, yeah, it's, I think you, I think you'll end up coming back. Surge's event of potentially coming back this Saturday. So that's good news. Dash him if you have yeah. the opportunity or to pick grab him. him. Yeah, pick him up. up. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. What about you? What do you think? Yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of uh, skeptical on Lowry. He has a history of injuries. And when he has been injured, he, he tends to take a little while to recover. So I would not be surprised if it's maybe at least another two weeks before we see Lowry back on the court. I'm really hoping that's not the case. I'm I'm thinking sometime next week, this coming week, or next week, sometime next week. I'm uh, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, hopefully. we'll see. I could be I could very well be wrong. There's been a ton of injuries over the last week. It seems like this year the the fantasy world's just getting hit with injuries weekly. It's crazy to see it happen. I have at the top of my list Otto Porter Jr. and D'Angelo Russell getting hurt again. Uh, Daniel House, who's playing really, really good basketball this year, going down with another injury in his shoulder when he just came back from his back. Have a couple other players like Aaron Gordon and Vooch that we'll talk about later. Who stands out to you the most this week as far as injuries? Um, so there's, let's, for injuries, all five of those guys that you mentioned, um, they're, they all played last night, so I think we can dive into people that you need to add. Mm-hmm. Um, but somebody that didn't play last night, and maybe we should get into some good news, uh, is Miles Turner. Miles Turner came back from injury, so if you had him, you're probably and he came back and had four or five blocks he his did first really game. Really good. So it's just like that's it shows that hey, you held on to him. This is why I, um, this is why I drafted him. Another guy that is coming back today that missed six games is Lonzo. Um, he didn't play last night, so there's a chance that we were probably not going to talk about him. Um, Brandon Ingram also came back. So, yes, there is a lot of bad injury. I mean, there's more injuries happening than normal, but there's some good news for you. Brandon Ingram, Alonzo, Miles Turner, and then uh, Bagley. Bagley's yeah. on the verge of coming back himself. So, yeah, we'll dive into all those injuries right into the game. Yeah, definitely. Very, very good. Very good to actually point out the positive things coming in yeah. to week six. Uh, it, it's it's kind of tough in fancy fancy perspective when you got Ky- guys like Kyrie, who have a shoulder injury, and it's been a week since he's been gone, and then you have Spencer Dinwiddie putting up second round value. <laughs> yeah, and and they played last night too, and we'll. I think that yeah, yeah he's been the main uh, beneficiary for mm-hmm. sure. He's on fire, and there's a. I might tack on a little. Um, scenario, contract scenario that he's got going dispute with the league that um, I don't know a, a ton, but I know a little. And so it is interesting and I might get into it. Yeah, very cool. Uh, other other news in the NBA this week, um, Clippers are back with Paul George and Kawhi together. They both played their first game last night. Yes. Uh, did you catch it? I caught most of the game. What did you think? I thought they were a little rusty yeah. playing together, but they still won. Yeah. So it's just kind of like Jason Tatum. Yeah, in Jason yeah, Tatum. Shot. Yeah, at the supposedly he dropped PG. I don't know if that was a. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. What do you nice think? Move. You think he dropped him? I think he dropped him pretty good. Uh, yeah, PG <laughs> was slipping. I don't know, man. I think he pushed him a little bit. Yeah. I, I don't know, but yeah, no, it's uh, Tatum. I think is turned out to be what he's supposed to be yeah and getting picked in the probably third round fourth round 
good pick. Yeah, I think next year he's jumping up to second. Yeah, he's going to continue skyrocketing. Yeah. Looks to be the leader on the team. I I have one thing to mention. I think Gordon Hayward's going to beat his timetable. A report came out this morning that said that he's running and shooting. Now, it's his non-shooting hand that has been fractured, and it sounds like he's back on the court doing drills. He's at two weeks of his six-week timetable. I think he makes it back between three and four, to be honest. Okay. And most leagues that have an IR spot, that's great news for them. Us in our league, that does not have one. Mm -hmm. And with all these injuries already on your squad, more than likely, it makes it really hard to pick up someone that's originally had a six-week a six-week timetable so at this point just keep your eyes open for any news and pick them up when the time's right yeah pounce pounce yeah cool any any news that is pertinent to you that you feel like you want to discuss before we get into some of the waiver wire ads uh yeah so we're gonna go straight into the waiver wire ads and then into the games uh the game that we the pelicans didn't play uh last night and mm-hmm. so we might skip them i just want to bring up that Drew Holiday has potentially turned it around a little bit. The day that we did the pod last week, he had an enormous game. It was, uh, do you remember what it was? He's like six threes, 35 points, seven boards, maybe four steals. Yeah. Huge game. Yeah. So um, hopefully you held on, didn't sell low. I'm sure people tried to blow ball you. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, oh, and favors. What do you, what do you do with favors? What do you, what do you think? So he he was injured, right? And he probably got drafted in the ninth at the latest because he put up like what I can't remember what numbers he put up last year, but he killed. He played well last he, year. He played really well. He's moving. He moved prior to the season. You knew he was moving into an offense that was going to be completely faster pace, so more buckets, um, more rebounds, more chance opportunities for rebounds, and he did exactly what we expected and went twenty for twenty. On the first one of the first games that he had come back, he it was I think it was the second game he came back from injury. He went twenty for twenty, yeah. and the game prior to that, which was his first game, I think he double doubled. Yeah, yeah, he came back on November eighth after missing I don't know several games, and since he came back on November eighth, he's had eleven, ten, twelve, and twenty rebounds four consecutive games. Yeah, so he played really really good basketball, but he seems like a twenty eight year old in a thirty eight year old body. He just get, gets hurt all the time. He can't stay on the court. I really like his upside. So if you have him, I think you continue to hold on to him maybe for another week. And if there's no good positive reports, I think it's time to cut ties with him. But just based on his upside alone and his sizable role that he'll have on the Pelicans, I think he'll hold off Jackson Hayes as long as he can stay on the court. And Jackson Hayes had another good game last night or two nights ago. Was it two nights ago? Two nights ago, yeah. Three blocks, two steals. Yeah. Guys yeah. packed with upside. Yeah, so it's it's just so hard to keep somebody like that, but he can go for twenty for twenty if he gets the playing time in that offense. I agree. And so it's just it's uh, I don't know you you gotta hold, but yeah, maybe not for as long as you know other people. Yeah, I mean especially because we're gonna get into right now. I think we should just go straight into it. Yeah, there's all these waiver wire ads. There's so many. There's a ton of waiver wire ads right now. I want to toss one thing out before we get into waiver wire ads. I was looking at the rookie ladder so far in this season. So what would you say we're about 15% of the season through? Yeah, 17. 17%. So rookie ladder that they have on Yahoo right now is John Morant at one, Kendrick Nunn at two, uh, Pascal out of Golden State at three, RJ Barrett at four, and Tyler Hero at five. 
What do you think of the rookies so far, and when is Zion coming back? I I think his timetable is probably about right, whatever it was set at. I don't agree with those last two that you said, Hero being five and... R.J. Barrett at four. At four. Pascal at three. Okay, maybe... Pa- yeah, maybe... I did see that R.J. Barrett has been turning around from the free throw line um, lately, so that... If he fixes that alone, that probably jumps him up into the top three. Mm-hmm. But there's uh, what other rookies? Kenrich Williams, I think it, he's proved he's undrafted. He has earned. He plays four di- three different positions. Kobe White's playing well. Kobe White is playing well. Um, yeah, yeah. I I, I like the latter. Uh, it, I liked last year's rookies, I think, better. better. Yeah, a little bit better. I'm looking forward to Zion coming back and seeing what he's made of. Yeah, for sure. I And he's going to smash. It, like, mm-hmm. and But the thing is that they're going to take such major precaution, precautions with him that it's going to be annoying at times to own him. Yeah. It's just like, okay, he snubbed his finger. He, he's going to miss three games. Like, what, really? Like, mm-hmm. every, that happens on the court when you're playing basketball on a daily basis. It's not something that he needs to miss two games for. Like, just wrap it up or do something. You know, they're just going to – it's it's going to be annoying, I think. But, they're going to baby him up for sure. Yeah, but it's – You have to. He's going to go 20-10-2-2 on a nightly basis. Yep, yep. So diving right into the waiver wire ads, there's a ton of names to talk about today. I want to mention four players right now that are greater than 50% owned in Yahoo leagues that are being dropped. Rui, Hachimura, Joe Ingles, Pat Bev, Dennis Schroeder. Any of those four names I mentioned there, do you want those guys on your fantasy team? Rui for sure. The Because he's he's been starting the whole time. He has been getting minutes and... As we've said in previous podcasts, he all these rookies just need the, the uh, their second half guys. Uh, they just need time to get adjusted, and once they get adjusted, they start putting together all these numbers. And with a guy like that, he's already getting the playing time, yeah. already putting up stats. I like Rui, but the problem I have is he has one block on the season as a power forward type player. Defensively, I would love to see him get more stats. And his boards at five point seven a game need to come up as well. What do you? What is it? Since you have it pulled up, what's his steals? Um, uh, he's probably averaging just under one a game, maybe point eight steals. Okay, that's yeah. So I pulled it up. I pulled it up here. He's at point seven steals, mm-hmm. but he's at thirteen. He's playing twenty seven minutes. I think that can go up. He's shooting fifty percent from the field. 83% from the line. He's at 13 points, six rebounds, a steal. With some more playing time, it's, it's not bad. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you could do far worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the meantime, a fantasy waiver wire player to keep your eye on, Dante DiVincenzo. DiVincenzo. There you go. That's, what do you think about the big guy? Yeah, I think his uh, Road World mentions his steal rate, and it almost seems like every time he steps on the court, he gets two. He's racking up the steals. Yeah, and so he had a bad first. He started for uh, Middleton, and then his second. And so the first start, he it was a rough start. But ever since his uh, second start on, he is. I think uh, I watched that second start, and he got two steals, breakaway steals at the top of the three, 
and dunked it yeah. on a on a fast break steal. And it's and I knew that this was going to happen. I think we brought him up last week. We did, yeah. Uh, I picked him up this week, and I've kind of rode him for a couple of games. He's been really consistent, particularly on the defensive end, like you said. He doesn't shoot terrible from the field. He shoots good free throw percentage. He's not going to hurt you in a lot of places. I think he's probably ownable until Chris Middleton comes back. Yeah, and that's been it's been one week, right? Going on two, yeah. Going on two, so he's still got another week. I don't know. Do you, do they play four times next week? Milwaukee. Uh, let's see here. Milwaukee does play four times. Yeah. Week. So there you go. You have one more week of him playing four more times. So it's uh, definitely a guy that you need to keep your eye on for for ads. Yeah. Who do you got right now at the top of your waiver wire ads? Less than fifty percent owned in Yahoo leagues. Yeah, we have I with the injuries that had happened and uh, with uh, Terrence Ross is I think the uh, top pickup for me. And, and I think for you as well, correct? Yeah, I think so too. Aaron Gordon uh, left with an ankle injury. Nikola Vucevic left with an ankle injury. It seems like Nikola Vucevic injury is worse. I know you owned Vuce, so it's not great news for you, buddy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I think that Terrence Ross is turning his season around. Last year, he showed signs where he was putting up like eighth-round value in fantasy leagues, and he was actually doing really well scoring the basketball and, and d- defensively putting up steals. So if... Ross steps into 28 minutes a night and plays well. That's going to be, in my opinion, one of the best waiver wire ads going into week six. Yeah, we, I, I don't know if we mentioned him last week. I think we did at least bring him up once. He was already, prior to the injuries, play, looking like his old self. We knew that he had some knee injuries going into uh, the year that he had brought up, and it seemed like those had faded at least to the point where he looked like his old self. So now that he's looking like his old self and the injuries, I think we're looking at somewhere eighth round, so he needs to be owned. Yeah, definitely. Going in at number two, man, I'm a big fan of this guy. He is the backup center for Oklahoma City Thunder, but Nerlens Noel is outplaying Steven Adams, and Nerlens Noel is a very sneaky fantasy player when he gets big minutes because defensively he can get two steals and two blocks on a given night hands down, 25 minutes. So Nerlens Noel comes in at number two for me to be picked up. He's putting up currently in Yahoo top 50 value with limited minutes. Do you think that, A, Steven Adams might be kind of heading out of OKC, and do you think they're going to be leaning on Nerlens Noel more? Yeah, I think that Nerlens Noel is, if not, if it, he would be the top ad, obviously, if Adams were to get shipped right away. So if it's somebody that you want to, that, you know, you're like, hey, I'm trying to hit a home run here, I would absolutely take Noel over Ross. Uh, to hit on your point with the steals, he's hit, he's had at least two steals in the previous four games, um, and he's been averaging around 20 minutes a game, which is all he really needs to put up value. Uh, so even at 20 minutes, and I don't like Steven Adams this year. I, what do you think about him? I don't, if we were to look at his uh, game log I don't it is not looking pretty over there I I have him in one league of the three of mine and he had like two points I think one game or maybe he get, maybe he ended up getting a bucket and jumping up to four but it, it's just to me it's not looking great no no I'm not a huge Steven Adams fan coming into the season with changes with Russ leaving and PG leaving I kind of felt like whoa maybe Steven Adams takes a step forward as a leader and actually fills up the stat sheet in the box score, but he's had a really, really rough year. 
He doesn't look like he's playing great basketball. His efficiency is kind of all over the board. He's missed a couple of games, and he just doesn't look like he's playing great from a fantasy perspective. So, I, gosh, I don't even know what you do with Steven Adams if you own him. Yeah. Maybe you try selling him in a package deal, but... I consider whoa, dropping him. I consider a drop, too. Yeah, he had... So, this is... I, I was right. So, he played 24 minutes in his last game against the Lakers. He had two points in that game. Uh, play And he played 24 minutes. He should be able to get more than two points. Um he ended up with six rebounds, no blocks, no steals, and two turnovers. Maybe a buy low guy where you can get for like pennies. Yeah, and I mean maybe that, he turns it around a little bit. At that point, you could probably find somebody that we're talking about. You could essentially swap him out for Nerlens Noel, and yeah. and you what do you think you'd get a better offer from someone else than Nerlens Noel? Probably not. Nerlens Noel, yeah. So definitely an ad here. Yeah. Three players I got next, DeAndre Hunter for the Hawks, Alec Burks for the Warriors, and Kenrich Williams for New Orleans Pelicans, which we talked about last week. You grabbed Williams in our league. He's been on a tear recently. They got a bunch of names possibly coming back soon with Josh Hart. Uh, We'll see what happens, but Brandon Ingram's back, Yeah, and they got... Alonzo and JJ playing. So Kendrick, is he safe going forward? Uh, so with Ingram, he already played with Ingram and had a good game with him in the lineup. So that part's encouraging. Alonzo comes back tonight, so it's something that we probably need to keep an eye on, see how many minutes he gets with with Alonzo and Ingram back. But my gut tells me he, with what we just mentioned a little bit earlier, him playing three positions, he'll end up getting on the court one way or another, don't you think? I think so, yeah. I think he's proven this year as a rookie that he's worth playing time. How many minutes do you think? Uh, I think with, you give him between 20 ball. and 25 with ball. Yeah, because Kendrick slides into the three and plays the four. Yeah. And now that they're low on Okafor and Jalil, I mean Jalil and uh, J- Jackson Hayes, and then you got... Who's their, who's their other center? Favors. Yeah, Favors. There you go. So, I mean, he's got to slide into the three and four places because they have playing time available. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's uh, yeah, for me, we have him, what, at five? I think you can in interchange any of those uh, top any three. He could go three, four, or five. It just really depends. I know he only plays three times next week, I believe. Yep. So, uh but if you just this is his previous games in rebounds alone 13 10 5 10 11 so he's almost averaging double digit rebounds with these are his steals 3 0 1 3 0 2 so it's he's averaging two in that span and he's almost averaging a block it's with those defensive stats with those rebounds i i don't see how you take him out of the game yeah he he definitely needs playing time you have players like Alec Burks playing four games next week, as well as DeAndre Hunter playing four games next week. So those may be two waiver wire ads you consider over Williams, but it's it's just kind of based on kind of what your team needs. Yeah. I think at that point. Well, he puts up way more defensive stats than Hunter, but Hunter had a killer game last. Uh, was it was it last night or was it two nights ago? Shoot, man, I think it was actually last night. Yeah, last night he had twenty seven points, eleven rebounds. Two assists, eight for nine from the uh, free throw, three, three for three, 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 and eight for twelve. That that's a great we, game. We've been, I think, two weeks in a row. We've been preaching DeAndre Hunter, 
I don't you do you remember that? Yeah, I, no. This is the third week in a row we've mentioned his name. What's crazy is I have not even myself picked him up in our league for record. Yeah. And he just got picked up last night, and I decided to go after somebody else instead of Hunter, and I'm kind of regretting it. I wish that I actually took a swing on Hunter. I don't know how I let him get past me. Yeah. He had a six steal game the day that we the day that we recorded or the day after. Six steals. Yeah. So I mean, we know we knew that in college that he was defensive guy. So I think at some point he's got to get to the point where he's averaging at least or close to one steal with the playing time and the potential that we saw here. He's hitting threes. That he's been doing. He's been hitting threes for sure. Yeah, and to get a guy that's a really good defensive player and hits threes, that can turn into fantasy gold. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, so maybe it just really, like you said earlier, depends on what your team needs. Um, he's just not putting up the defensive stats right now. I got a question for you. You got two players in Washington on the Wizards that play power forward roles in Mo Wagner and Davis Bertans. Those guys are really sneaky value right now. No joke. They're both playing really good basketball. Mo Wagner and Bertans. I think they both should be on rosters. Yeah, and uh, Bertans had a good game, a better game last night. But I, if anybody, I know that if we didn't do this podcast, I know that you would not believe me that I've been looking at Mo for an extended period of time, and I he's my guy. Did you see? I can't, I can't. What's can you pull up his game log? I he if. Bryant and Bryant only, and I think we'll. I don't want to get into it until we get into the game, but I think Bryant had 22 minutes last night. They won the game, I believe, and yeah, and he out. So they won the game, and he played. I think Mo played 26 minutes. Mo's really efficient. Bryant played 22 minutes, and if at any time Bryant goes down, Mo Wagner is to to me, and, and he's. Dang, you're rosterable right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of guys here that I, it's all the five guys that we mentioned, I'd obviously have ahead of them. But man, it's it really like it's intriguing. It's intriguing. If if I wanted to grab, if Bryant were to ever go down, I want Moto already be on my squad. He's a, okay. There we go. Let's use a football term. He is a high high end handcuff. Yeah. I think that's the best way to put it. Like if if you're if Bryant were to ever get injured, that's he he's be he'd be mid round value right away to me. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that for sure. Um, I I think it's interesting to talk about what's going on in San Antonio because there might be some pickups going on in San Antonio right now. Dejounte Murray got pushed to the bench. Pop and the Spurs are seven game losing streak. You know what I'd like to see is the statistics to see if Pops ever had a seven-game losing streak in his career as a coach. I yeah. don't know if he's had that. Yeah, I don't think so. The I, Spurs are in trouble right now. Yeah, and that guard rotation, I think we brought it up before, is messy, and now it's getting even messier. They're 5-10. and ten. Do they make the playoffs? If, I mean, if we sat down, I don't think we have the time, but there, there's teams that are vying that this year that weren't last year. It's we're talking Suns, um, Minnesota, Minnesota, the, Dallas, yeah, Dallas, Dallas. I mean, d- we'll get to Luca when you get to Luca, but Yo. yeah, 
It looks like he can carry the team straight into the playoffs. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's a close call if they'll make it. And it's not looking great. They're already talking about trading uh, DeRozan. Um, yeah, so, but as when it comes to pickups, I think Forbes is the only guy that has been starting that I don't think is going to come out of the lineup. He's 23% owned. He's ranked on Yahoo at 88 and it just seems like he should be higher than 23% owned. He's in the top 100. Yeah, Brian Forbes definitely should be owned. Their, their three-guard rotation with Patty Mills, Derek White, and DeJounte Murray. DeJounte Murray is definitely a buy-low candidate right now. He will turn the season around. He'll start getting more minutes. So if you want to buy low on a player, find a way to go buy low. Yeah, but he's in not, my opinion. And he's not playing back-to-back, so. Sure. I, I still like him long-term for the season. Yeah. So, uh, to me, Brian Forbes is the only rock-solid guy there mm-hmm. out of the guards and needs to be owned at 23%. He's it's, doing great. Yeah. Go pick him up. Another thing to mention is you've been trashing on Trey Lyles for several weeks, poor guy. <laughs> he's horrible. <laughs> Jacob, I don't even know if I'm saying his name correctly, but Puedel, he is yeah. actually had a really, really good game last night. His stat line was 26 minutes, 11 points, 5 rebounds, 2 assists, 1 steal, 3 blocks, 5 for 7 from the field. He turned the ball over once and shot 1 for 3 from the free throw line. So if he's their starting center going forward and he's going to get 25 minutes, that could be a really sneaky fantasy player. Yeah, this is way too early to understand. The rotations there are, there you don't know with Pop. So it's a little too early to tell if he's going to end up getting that exact same amount of time next game. But if he were to string together three games in a row, that I think that's enough. Wait and see. Approach. Yeah, even if he has a bad game, let's just say he has a bad game, but he played 23 minutes, Is all I need to see personally is for him to string together 23 minutes, three games in a row for me to consider an ad. Because at that point, if he ever runs away with the starting gig, you have another mid-round guy. He can get you your blocks, he's going to get you your boards, and he is going to score efficiently from the field. So it's mm-hmm. it's a no-brainer in a nine-category league to go ahead and grab him. Yeah, in 12-team league, for a guy that's not going to hurt you in a lot of places, that's a good guy to have at your end of your bench yeah. as your last player. They play a back-to-back Friday-Saturday I'm keeping my eye close on him, and if he plays well in both both games, in back-to-back games. This week? I, yeah, th- this week he plays Friday, Saturday, back-to-back. Okay. Next week they play four games. Yeah, oh, he yeah. plays well in both those games. Yeah, you got to pick him, him up. Sunday. You got to pick him up. Maybe even grab him Saturday. Yeah, I know. Grab him. If he's playing well Saturday, you're sitting there either watching the game or the yeah. box score, you got to grab. You got to grab. Yeah, yeah four games. You got to grab. Four games, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, cool. Any Anybody on the waiver wire that you want to drop that you feel like keep a really close eye on or players to coming down for week six that you think that you might be grabbing on on your team okay yeah there's a one guy here on my list there's a ton of guys um that we haven't hit on that we probably just got to get going because of the games that we we still got to get to the games but the one guy that i know is getting playing time um i don't know is boston playing four times next week boston does have four games next week daniel uh thias is it looks if you look at the box score, I'm gonna pull it up right now. It, it Cantor got like 12 minutes last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did it? And then the other and like Robert Williams got seven, six minutes. Yeah, he got six or seven, and that he closed he closed out the game and ended up with 30 something minutes. 
Uh, and I think we can get to him when we get to the game. How about that? Sure. That yeah. Great. Yeah. Let's just do that. Yeah. Um, another, and, and we'll talk about Aaron Gordon and Vooch when we get to that game as well. But um, yeah, there, there's a lot of really interesting waiver wire ads out there. You, you got to experiment right now because you, if you hit a home run, um, a guy could coast on your team for the rest of the yeah, game. Yeah. And Birch, I think we'll get to him and uh, what, for the injuries that you're just talking about for the Magic, Birch yeah. and uh, Mo Bamba. Mo. Mo. Yeah. All Which right. game do you want to do first? So let's dive into games from last night. There was a huge night in the NBA. How many games did they were on the slate? 11. There was 11 games. Yeah. So the first one to start off was the Knicks and the Sixers. Sixers look like they're getting healthy, and Jay Rich sat out last game, but the Sixers ended up winning 109-104. Any standout moments in the Sixers and Knicks game for you is in regards to fantasy implications? Yeah, let's start off with the Knicks. Um, let's see here. The one thing that popped out again, and it's, it's. I'm just gonna sit here and talk crap about Fitzdale. Is Mitchell Robinson got 13 minutes? That is that is atrocious. In a fire, Fitzdale. A, what the hell? A, in way too much upside for Mitchell to be in, getting 13. In minutes. those 13 minutes, he got three blocks. I, it three blocks in 13 minutes. You need to go. I already tried to lowball the guy in our league. He's and, too smart. And he, yeah, and he didn't, and I don't think he was playing this low minutes, and it's getting further and further into the season, so I might reapproach that. Uh, but I offered him Al Horford um, straight across, and he turned it down. Or he didn't say no, but he didn't say yes. So to me, that's a turn down. You know, if yeah. he was excited about it, he would. Well, the funniest thing about this conversation is I know the guy that has Mitchell Robinson, and he is a he's a prideful fantasy owner. Yeah. <laughs> at the best. To say the least. So he's not going to give up a player that he drafted in the fourth round unless he's getting fourth round or better. Yeah. And he's going to stick firm to that, or he's going to go down sinking with Mitchell Robinson. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah, he's probably going to hold him. Uh, but in your league, I think you could potentially probably grab him from someone. For sure. Um, let me reel off a couple next things here before we move on to uh, Philly. Okay, Frank looks like he got – he's getting the starter minutes. Yeah, 32. Yeah, that's good. Uh, Randall's line is – Coming a, along. Yeah, it's coming along. A bit deceiving and not very efficient. Uh, Morris continues to be the fantasy option that you want on the team. I said since day one, Marcus Morris. I was a fan of him. I drafted him with my 13th pick this year in the league. I dropped him after the first day because there was someone that I had my eye on, and I regret it still that I dropped Marcus Morris. He's putting up some really good fantasy value this year. Yeah, that's so that's number one. And the last thing is Bobby Portis was the worst plus minus on the team. Don't let him fool you with... With him getting a big game. Uh, anybody on Philly that you want to bring up? I have uh, the only yeah. thing the only thing I have is back-to-back. I think Embiid played. Yeah, Embiid looks like he's playing back-to-back. I think they play another back-to-back Friday, Saturday. So it looks oh. like he said he's playing both. This wouldn't be a, a basketball podcast if we didn't bring this up. Simmons hit his three. Oh, God. <laughs> Over under 10 threes on the season. Uh, okay, so I think... I think it's going to be right at 10. I think it's going to be right at 10. I, I, and I think if we were to go to Vegas, I think it's at 10. What do you think? Oh, you over under. You're going under? <laughs> I'm going under. You think he's going to get nine or less? Yeah, I think he's going to hit 10. 
I we, need, we were discussing this. We need to get we need to get a whiteboard, man. And I'm telling you, you need to put bets and like it. It just because these will come up. Randomly. I'm being a hater, man. I, yeah. I I want him to do well. I like Ben Simmons, but I'm just very skeptical of his three point shot. I think he'll hit right at ten. Yeah. We'll we'll have to come. Well, we'll good do luck, buddy. We'll do uh, right when he hits ten. We'll we'll it will probably be like on the last podcast of the season. Yeah, yeah. I think we covered the Spurs and the Wizards game pretty closely. Keep your eye on Jacob Puedel, like we just talked about, mm-hmm. and then their guard rotation that's going on in San Antonio. Patty Mills played 30 minutes last night, and the Wizards won. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's for rough. For San Antonio. Yeah, the only thing for San Antonio is Rudy Gay might be a sneaky pickup. But yeah. If you, the Rudes. If we were to look at his line last night, but that's the thing. Really he does, line. Yeah, he doesn't get the playing time that he should be getting. First, I mean, and that just might be because of his age. But that line is is not bad. Twenty eight minutes, uh, two threes, four for four from the free throw line, six for eleven from the field, eighteen points, a block, yeah, five rebounds, three steals. He's not going to do that every assists. night, but uh, he if he's a guy at the end of your bench, that's not an awful player to own. I just don't four times next week. Yeah, four times next week. I don't know. Yeah, he's going to be up and down for sure. He's not going to blow you away. And yeah, going to be consistent. Yeah, the Bucks played the Hawks last night. The Bucks are are killing it this year. What are they? Eleven and three. Yeah, they're eleven and three. They beat the Hawks. Uh, we talked about Dante. He had a great game. Brooke Lopez is looking really, really strong. Anybody else on the Bucks that stand out to you? Yeah, there's. I think I was when you did the trade. You got Lopez for a guy that you picked in like the tenth round, eleventh. I don't know. And I was kind of talking crap to you about it but because his numbers at that moment in time were all down across the board but it only t- I, I was wrong it, it it's maybe you know you need to maybe push back on stuff like that and maybe just let it ride out and his games are slowly coming back to his averages last night he had two threes two steals two blocks yeah. the game prior to that i think he had five, five blocks, blocks. So, yeah, uh, Bledsoe had a full stat line as well. Um, and Someone, uh, actually my roommate, Rob, asked me to rank the players I would have paid between Eric Bledsoe, Malcolm Brogdon, and Chris Middleton. Will you rank those for me one, two, and three? That I would have paid? You would have paid. Do you take potential or, or like, yeah. or like a years in the league into consideration? I mean, you can, yeah, but... It, I, I want to think like players you're going to invest in long term. So yeah, so if that, they're all three free agents and you have to pay them one, two, three, which ones you pay? That's a good, really good question. But obviously, number one is Malcolm Brogdon. To that's me. what I said. Yeah, um, he's just so efficient, and he can in that that what forty, fifty, ninety categories yeah. you don't come across that's, those guys. That's very a max often. contract player almost. Yeah, and then two would be my gut. My gut tells me. To go Bledsoe, but my brain tells me to go Middleton. <laughs> like I, I don't know what do you what what did you yeah, make them? I, I went with Brogdon, Middleton, and, and Bledsoe. Yeah, Bledsoe ba- being baby Braun, and then and then in the back of my head, in the back of my head, what did what, what was that injury that made him miss half the season? Pre he like got hurt like preseason or. Hurt his ribs or something? No, it was like a, he popped his quad. Oh. Remember? And Mac was saying, like, why can't we just do the draft already? 
the only thing you need to worry about is don't draft... <laughs> Eric Bledsoe? Oh, no, don't draft... No, it wasn't Eric Bledsoe. It was Middleton. Oh, it was Middleton. That yeah. Middleton. You remember okay. he, like, popped his quad or, like, tore oh, his quad? Oh, tore his hamstring. There's yeah. something like that. half the season. That's what I'm saying. So, yeah. with that, and then he get popped in the quad, and he misses three weeks. Like, Jeez. stuff like that really, yeah. you know, just, like... Uh, really I'll, worries me. I'll give it to Eric Bledsoe, man. He's kind of turned his season around after a really slow start. Uh, so yeah, maybe I'm yeah, wrong. Yeah, any yeah, anybody on the hot anything on the Hawks here? I do want to bring up. We already brought up Hunter. Yeah. Um, Trey Young is doing his inefficiency line that I worried me. Um, and then, okay, let, let me ask you. What do you think of Jones? He took over the starting. Yeah. He took over for the starting position for Alex Lynn and. His box score doesn't look yeah. terrible. I've had my eye on Damian Jones ever since he took over the starting center role. I'm not a huge fan of Alex Len. He needs to not see minutes. <laughs> yeah, well, he's playing better off. He's playing better off the bench. Which, if that's his role, like if he does yeah. better in that role, then keep him there. Yeah. Uh, although he only played nine minutes last night. I don't think either of them are ownable right now. Yeah, probably. You're probably um, right. Collins comes back in 16 games. So when Collins comes back, it's going to be the Collins and Hunter show. Okay, yeah. I mean, I just want to bring... Keep an eye on him. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, the Hornets played Brooklyn last night. Spencer Dinwiddie, since he took over for Kyrie in the starting role, I'm playing him this week. He's jumped from, like, eighth-round value to second-round value in a matter of three games. Yeah. He's murdering me right now in our fantasy matchup. Yeah, and that's the one guy that we brought up. Uh, did we bring him up? Last week, uh, no. There's, there's all these guys that are. A guy in the starting lineup gets hurt, and the bench guy that doesn't start ends up getting the biggest boost, and he's just another one of those guys. Mm-hmm. Bogdanovich in in in, uh, in Sacramento, and then there's another one uh, that we also talked about last week. But this is just another guy that this is the guy you want to own, and it might have even been him that we brought up. Because I think we said that he had been dropped in a bunch of leagues because he had a um, bad start. Yeah. So I think it was him. Yeah, he's killing. He's killing. I don't know if you think I should bring up the uh, the contract situation. Yeah, I love it. I, I saw something on Twitter where Spencer Dinwiddie said, hey, don't hate me if I get fined or suspended. And I had to kind of look into a little bit what he was talking about because he was making a point of saying, like, hey, I don't care what the public thinks or what the NBA thinks. Like, I'm going to have fun this fun with this, and I'm going to do what I'm going to do. So at this point, what's going on with Spencer Dinwiddie when he's tweeting out things like that? Yeah, so from – and this is – I read an article on the New York Times, and so it's really complicated contract news. Uh, so essentially this is all stuff that gets done by lawyers, so it's really hard, complicated stuff. So do not – quote me on anything like this but essentially what he's trying to do is he has he's being underpaid essentially in his contract and he uh, he he's more than likely going to decline his player option which is in two years from now so next year he will be playing for a contract essentially and what he's trying to do is sell his portion essentially turn his contract into a stock and you are buy into his stock and if he does well the fall, the year that he declines his player option and he signs an enormous contract that's when you as an investor 
get your return. Now the investment to go into it is a minimum of $150,000 at a minimum. Uh, also another side note, him and Kyrie, who weren't teammates the, the year before, took some classes at, I think, Harvard or uh, at a very prestigious university. They got in, they took some economics classes and came up with this idea. Mm -hmm. This has been attempted by people in the NFL in the past without it actually coming to fruition. And it's really interesting because if, let's just say you bought in at the very beginning, right? Uh, so next year you bought in and you know that he's going to turn down this player option. And this exact same thing happens. Kyrie goes down. He starts going off. All of a sudden, your investment at $150 for whatever that share, or $150,000 for a share, or however that works out, it all of a sudden looks like a very good investment. Yeah, so, if he gets paid a max contract then yeah, the following year. Yeah, the following year, you as an investor are killing it. And he his angle at it, and it doesn't look because it breaks the CBA rules, uh, his angle, so he's going to have a meeting where he goes and talks to him and tries to convince him to let him do it. And his angle is what better way to get someone more invested into a player, into a franchise, than physically putting $150,000 into it. And You're betting your money on him doing well. Yeah, and the thing is is that you, no matter what, he will sign a contract. So you're going to get at least some money back. It's I'm not like I'm gambling on spins. Yeah, so it's not a it's not essentially a gamble like if you were to go to Vegas where it's just like you need this to happen where you get zero, you know, you don't get anything back. You'll get you, a return. Yeah, you're going to get a return no matter what cuz he will sign a, a contract after that. I think that's a really cool scenario that's going on with Spencer. I hope he follows through with it and I hope he does it because it'd be kind of cool to watch and, and see it yeah, out. Yeah, for sure. And I really like his long-term potential as a, a player to be paid. Yeah. I uh, was taking a peek at the Cavaliers and Miami Heat game last night, and I couldn't help but note that the Cavs made some changes at halftime, and there's some reports coming out that saying that they might put Garland and Colin Sexton on the bench. <laughs> I, I did not see that. That's crazy. I He strung together some decent games, didn't you think? I thought so, too. Um, Kevin Porter Jr. played more minutes last night than um, some of their starters. So I don't know what's going on in Cleveland, but it's going to be a little rocky with their guards. Yeah. Um, anything in that game stand out to you? Yeah, just on the Cavs side, that Nance, and let me pull up their box score, it looked he started because... Tristan. Tristan was out, and if that's in any indication as to what's going to happen when he ends up starting, because I know he got dropped in one of my leagues. Yeah. I know that... Uh, he so he missed what two or three games recently so there is a chance he could have gotten dropped in your league and if you look at his line from last night and we'll just read it off to you right here it's it's uh, six for 12 from the field two for four from the three two for three two for two from the line mm -hmm. nine rebounds two assists two steals a block and 16 points i'm actually really surprised that he's still owned in our league because he probably should have been dropped out based on how he was playing throughout the beginning of the year but the person that owns him in our league is not someone that, that bails on people quickly. Yeah. So he's still on a team in our league, but if he got dropped, he, he looks like a solid ad for sure. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Ospin sucks. <laughs> <Same>. <laughs> not the yeah. same fan. Yeah, no. 
22 minutes, three points. <laughs> Good job, Sonny. Yeah, well, two buddy. turnovers. <laughs> yeah, now that guy, and he started, gross. and he started. He's so gross. he's my new Trey Lyles because now Trey Lyles is on the bench. <laughs> so you can't hate on Trey. Now yeah, and I, he, he went where he was supposed to go, which was the bench. Now it said he's Tom House starting. Get him out of there too. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody on the Heat? You want uh, to talk? Duncan about? Robinson hit nine three pointers last night. He scored 29 points. Had a huge game. Uh, Miami Heat guards are kind of all over the place. Are you taking a swing on Duncan Robinson? You know what? Yeah, I he played 34 minutes, which was the most out of anybody. Um, he had a killer game. I think Roto World's saying, like, take it easy on him. I don't know, man. Yeah, I... What do you think? He's borderline to me, I guess. But I kind of like the fact that he played 34 minutes. What do you... Yeah, what yeah. Do you, what do you feel? Know. I mean, he's playing shooting guard minutes, and so he's got to kind of share those minutes with Tyler Hero. Uh, well, okay, none. Who's playing... Okay, so none's their point guard. None's starting at point. And, Drogic is backing him up. Okay. You got Kelly Olenek playing big minutes off the bench in the forward spot, and then you got Hero and Duncan basically in a timeshare. Waiters is not coming back this year. He's gonzo. Yeah. So... Man, I really hope that Duncan Robinson can continue to do well because I kind of like him. Winslow's not back either. Winslow's not back. He's been out forever. I've do you ne- drop Winslow? I don't like that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what Winslow it is. Winslow is a hater. <laughs> yeah. You hate Winslow too. Huh? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't like that guy. Um, but he, I mean, he's proved me wrong, but then he gets hurt. Migraines, I don't know. What? Uh, God. I don't know. I'm not a fan. That's why Robinson seems somewhat appealing. Um, the only other thing is that Butler is on fire, and they are, what's their record? They're 10-3. and three. I don't think they've lost at home. They are for real. Yeah, they're good. I think they're going to end up with a high seed. When I say high seed, I'm talking three, top three. Yeah, my problem with players like Duncan Robinson is they're not going to stay on my team for long because I'll end up dropping them. Yeah. What I'm looking for on the waiver wire is I'm looking for a player that I hit on that actually puts up fifth round value or better for a long period of time. And I don't think you're going to find that in Duncan Robinson. But if there's a, a game, if there's a week where he plays four times and he's hot, wow, he could win you the week almost. Yeah. The way. So, yeah, the way I put it is he needs to become a, a tradable asset. Like, I need to see that he is a guy that is going to stay on my team, and then I could potentially move. Like OG and Obi, like you pick him up early in the season, yeah. and you end up having a trading chip that is really good. Valuable, yeah, extremely valuable, yeah. yeah. You want to so move on to the next one here? Yeah, Magic and, and Raptors. Okay. So Magic, Vucevic went down, Aaron Gordon. The two guys that stand out to me the most are number one is... Kaheem Birch, number yeah. two is Mobamba. My only problem with Mobamba is I don't I don't think that the coach will give him more than twenty minutes, regardless if he's starting or coming off the bench. Yeah, because he's already being what do you call it, load managed. So Birch to me out of the two seemed to be, but out of all the ads, it's Ross because I think he was like we said our number one. What is Birch capable of doing? I I think he's. He, I remember him last year, and he's a double-double guy, a low-end double-double. So I think, I don't think he'll, I think he'll, he's a guy that'll average eight to nine points, eight to nine rebounds, and then it'll get you a couple blocks if he were to get the starting role in in, in Orlando. But then, they'll, I mean, that's at an average, so I think um, it wouldn't be uncommon for him to double-double with some blocks. 
Yeah, I think Orlando plays four times next week. So keep Great. your eye, keep your eye on those guys. Great, I'm gonna um, lose Vooch for Vooch for, for yeah. four games instead of. Playing next week. I mean, instead of it being two this week where he could have got hurt this week, then I only missed two games. But no, it's he gets hurt. This yeah, so week. Birch is six foot nine out of Nevada, undrafted. This is his third year in the NBA. Um, I don't know. I like Birch over Mobamba. Yeah, for sure. That's, that's same here. But did I mean, you see what? Guy. Do you see the guy that we mentioned? Um, except for what kind of for Toronto because that's who they played. Um, uh, what's his name? Oh, Chris. Yeah, Chris, and yeah. he double doubled. Boucher, yeah, Boucher, yeah, yeah. and he in, ended up doubling, double doubling with a block. Fourteen and eleven. Yeah, but with Ibaka coming back, I think that kind of ruins the party there. Definitely, man. I drafted Marcus all this year, and he just does not look like. A yeah, option. no, he. It's not. We don't even. Shouldn't even have to talk about him. <laughs> yeah, it's. I tried trading for OG and Obi. Yeah, it, it's if you can get him, I'd go get him. Yeah. I I I know that if I drafted him, I would be holding on tight. Yeah, I got super unlucky this week in my fantasy matchup in our league for record. I ended up playing Luca four games. Yeah. Four games. He's only played two of four games, and he, he plays a back to back tomorrow. And in the two games I played against Luca, he played in didn't even play in the fourth quarter last night. Yeah. 35 no, 10, him. 11, three steals, very efficient from the line, hit six three pointers. He is on a tear. And guess what he did on Monday night? 40 point triple double. Yeah. I mean, uh, was the only other person other than LeBron to do it. He just uh, he leads the league in triple doubles at the moment. It's. He's. I have written down here that he is top four. Like, if we were to redraft, I don't think he goes past four. I mean, that's it, insane. You who you take? You still take Anthony Davis, probably. You still take Giannis and Harden and uh, AD. Uh, I see. I don't. You probably take Giannis. You probably take Harden. Man, he's maybe right top in there five? At five, six. So yeah, yeah, top five. Wow. Yeah, and I can't believe we're seeing that. Yeah, I know. And to second year, he's twenty years old. It's insane. Yeah, I mean, not there's not much to say about him other than Luka congratulations, <laughs> whoever drafted. Congratulations for getting him in the end of the second round. <laughs> yeah, he might win fantasy league. Yeah, mid 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 second, late second. Yeah, like good job. I don't know, <laughs> like. He's like it just leaves me at words, you know, lost for words. Yeah. So anybody in Golden State, uh, D'Lo's out for two weeks, and Draymond's getting load managed with his heel injury or to elbow. Elbow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I don't even want to talk about the Warriors. <laughs> They're gross. They had eight people suit up. Shout out to Willie Colley. Yeah, and I okay, maybe that's one guy we do want to talk about. I think he's on the verge of being droppable and. I'll tell you why, and it's on, and I know that he's on your squad, and you think I'm a hater sometimes, but it's Marquise Chris is playing 27 minutes, Omer uh, Spellman playing 28 minutes, and then Kevin Looney just started with the G League fish uh, affiliate, which is technically the actually the Golden State Warriors. If they skip going to that G team, just come to the real G team, the mm-hmm. NBA team. Um, but anyways, there's four guys there. Um, I just don't see it, man. I don't yeah, see it. Yeah, yeah. It, it might not. He's only getting 25 minutes right now, but he's jumped from he's he's jumped to rank 63 in Yahoo right now just because of his efficiency, and he's doing it on the defensive end. If you look at his blocks and steals, he's had a block 
or more in like eight straight games, and he's okay. get, he's getting steals. So ride him out until his minutes, or he loses his starting role. But I think he's ownable, no doubt about it. Yeah. But LSP over here is a hater. Yeah, no, I just uh, it's there's too many bodies. There's too much any all these guys that we mentioned that have way more potential. Like I said. That are that can become trade chips. I don't want that guy in a trade. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I'm trying to pick up guys off the waiver wire that I do that I could at any time turn into uh, tradable assets, like a Luke Kennard. Uh, yeah, somebody like that. Like he, uh, I don't know anyone. It does. It's sure. any. It's just Willie Cauley Stein. If you were to offer him to me in a trade, I'd be like, oh, no, thank you. Go kick rocks. Yeah, like no, no you can do better than that. The Bulls beat the the Pistons last night, 109-89. The Bulls have a couple of young pieces uh, flying around in their rotation. Shaquille Harrison, did I say that right? Shaquille Harrison. He is undrafted at Tulsa's second year in the NBA. He started for Otto Porter, had a really good game last night. Do you like him going forward at all? Yes, we should have brought him up in the waiver wire. He ended up starting, and I don't think he's going to give up that position. Uh, Who would be starting ahead of him? The guy that... Who's sat? Thaddeus Young? No. Mm-mm. Um, Daniel Gafford, but they got... No, he's not... Pl- he's he, center. Harrison is listed as a point guard. I know. He's playing small forward minutes right now. Yeah, so I don't think... I don't think Gafford gets in in, in the in, way of anyway, him at all. Yeah. Um, and Thaddeus, I think, maybe... I, I, I. What do you think? I like him. Otto Porter's now not looking good. Yeah, he's out two weeks Plus, at a minimum. And they say minimum. Yeah. Whoa, dude. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He just got dropped in our league, Otto Porter. That's, I think, exactly where he belongs is yeah. the waiver wire. I would have dropped him as well. Yeah. You got to get Otto Porter on your team when he comes back, though. Yeah. He's healthy. But in the meantime, keep a really close eye on Shaquille Harrison because he had 15 points, 11 rebounds, 5 assists, 3 steals, a block. The only downside is he went 0 for 2 from the free throw line. Shaquille Harrison, man, whoa, what a game! Yeah, I, I honestly do like him the best out of anybody. I because there's just nobody on here that I think can. Yeah, there's all they have a bunch of guards, and he's playing a forward, like you said, the forward position. So it looks like they're that's where they're hurt at, and so I think he could end up carving enough playing time that he might be viable for the rest of the year. So that's another guy. That's the type of guy that I'm going for. Is like, okay, he is he going to get the starting gig for the foreseeable future? And I he, I do see that window there. Yeah, and Chicago, uh, I think, plays three games next week. So keep your eye on that going okay. forward. Uh, Langston Galloway is the starter in Detroit going forward right now. Yeah. He's like 40 minutes. Yeah, Alvin Gentry said that he loves his defense. So... What do you think about him? Ah, man. I was really actually kind of close to picking him up Yeah. Uh, the other night. And the reason why I was considering picking him up is because he's been pretty hot lately. But, man, Langston Galloway. Yeah, there's... Really? Yeah, there's... he. I think Detroit plays, and I think it already started, plays three games in four nights. Um, so there's... I think that's the reason the guy that picked him up in our league, he looks at stuff like that. And so I think that's why he picked him up. He didn't really pick him up because... I don't of, want him. Of the stats, yeah, I, I think if he gets the starting role, which is I think it'd be really hard for him to keep once everybody comes back. Um, it, yeah, so it's I mean I think you write him out for now. Uh, Blake Griffin and inefficient. 
what do you think what do you do with him man like what do you, if you own him what do you do why hey why did you draft him hopefully the answer is because he was there in the seventh but more than likely that was, isn't the case four for 15 yeah what do you think turn the ball over four times <laughs> oh god blake Right. I don't know. I have no input on Blake. Yeah, it's hard. I don't even think you can trade him. Yeah, because you can't drop him, obviously. 100% yeah. can't drop him. Uh, you maybe try to pack him in a trade. What I did with Aaron Gordon is I didn't want him on my team anymore. And I just traded Aaron Gordon and Ja Morant for Zach Levine and Miles Bridges. Yeah. And the reason I did the trade is because I just didn't want Aaron Gordon on my team anymore. I just don't want him. Yeah. I traded him right before he got hurt, so I did the right <laughs> thing. But I look at Aaron Gordon's inefficiency from the free throw line and the field goal percentage, and I'm just like, when he plays, I'm looking at the box score and I'm praying that he's efficient or else it like ruins my night. Yeah. <laughs> so I am worried about him playing on my roster just like I'm worried about Blake. Yeah. So if you can, try to ship him with another player. And, and sometimes players, you, you'll, you'll talk to another manager, another manager who thinks highly of Blake Griffin – Higher was, than you do. I was me last year. I took him on and I was an idiot. Yeah, so maybe try trading him. You know what the worst part about this whole thing is? In, in real basketball, he is he murders Drummond. He had six points last night. Oh, like, he's hurt Drummond a lot. Don't you think that it... What's that scenario with Rudy Gay where like every time he got traded, the team would get better? Mm-hmm. Do you think that's a, something that we could... Because Blake still has... Plenty of time left on his contract with a huge dollar amount attached to it. Do you think that's a scenario that is happening here? It could be. Like because, I mean, I'm not lying. I think I think Luke Kennard played better. I think Drummond was the number one fantasy player when he wasn't there. He's due up for a contract. He's gonna sign that max contract, and I think they're gonna look at it and be like, "Hey, See we should sign him and trade Blake yeah. because." It, yeah, kind of hurts everyone around him. Yeah, so he needs sixteen shots. Yeah, Brown, Brown yeah. is hurt a lot. He looked like an ad yeah, two yeah. weeks ago, and now he's a drop. I I went to one of the managers in our league, and I said, "Hey, I'll give you Drew Holiday for Drummond," and I just took a shot in the dark. And the reason I did it was because I saw that Andre Drummond has been hurt since Blake's been back. Yeah, and that's what I told him. I said, "Hey, listen, Drummond doesn't play as well when Blake is there," and so I just thought maybe. Yeah. Consider that. yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's hit the next one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jazz played the Timberwolves. Jazz are looking really good this year. They uh, are nine and five, and they beat Timberwolves pretty handily. What do you think of uh, the Jazz going forward with their bench? I think they, in real basketball, they are going to have a hard time off the bench. Ingles, to me, is a drop. <laughs> I don't. Like that guy. I hate Joe. Oh, my. Joey Jingles. Pull up his game log while I ream this guy. Cause I got to go to the waiver wire to do that. I know. it's. It, did he get dropped? Oh, yeah. Uh, it is bad. And in, in Roto World keeps saying, stick in, you know, hang in there. And, yes, he does have a fantasy. Okay, we're 17. By the end of the week, by the end of the week, we should be getting close to 20%. Yeah. By by Sunday, after all the games are played, he's ranked 179 in Yahoo. And that's and that's because he hasn't missed any games. There's guys that are below that line that I would much rather have. He's and had four games double digit scoring out of like what? What are what's the record? 
Their record's nine and five. Uh, so so they've got fourteen games. Yeah, four of those fourteen games. Yeah, so he's had ten games. games where he's had single digits. Yeah, I, it's just so their bench. To answer your question, <laughs> their bench does not look great. And Conley finally put together a good game again. He's off and on. Yeah. I to me, he got picked in the third, fourth round, and I think that might have been too high. Yeah, and Minnesota's not listening to your input with Jarrett Culver. Yeah. Um, what is he? He still played twenty. Yeah. Trayvon Graham's their starter. Yeah, I think we we I think we I asked you the question like, what would be your yeah. starting lineup? I think we both agreed that he should Culver be should be in there. Yeah, he had a he didn't have a great game, but I mean, I think it'll be. I think you'll have our. I think if they would have had the season that they had a couple seasons ago, where they were losing, I think it would be more. You know. It, you could be like, okay, he's eventually going to start because he's on a bad team. But this year, they're eight and seven so far, and I think they're going to be in the playoff hunt for that eight spot all year long. So you might not see them as you would maybe in other seasons. Yeah, definitely. Any any other things to talk about the Timberwolves? Um, other than just a layman injury, he was playing really well. Yeah, and he, and that kind of sucks. But yeah, not, probably wasn't on very many fantasy teams. Yeah, yeah. Houston played the Denver Nuggets. Denver Nuggets came away with a victory. Joker's playing a little bit better basketball. I'm kind of skeptical of Denver's roster from fantasy perspective because they have a lot of rotating pieces in their lineup, and I think that Joker's and, and Murray are probably the only two really solid fantasy players on that team. Yeah, and Joker's having a rough season because of what you just mentioned, I think. I think there's too many pieces. He's down in every category. Yeah, and Millsap has actually been a sneaky pickup from where you picked him up. He His game, uh, his game last night is reminiscent of what he used to do, and I remember... I there was a game where he had like five blocks or five steals. I can't remember which one it was, but it was like five five defensive one of those two defensive stats. And I was just like, look, he's back. And he's been playing good. Yeah. And to, last night he had three steals and a block. Mm-hmm. Um. And and he'll be able to hit a three on just about every night. You know, you can count him for a one three. Not last night, but most of the nights you can count on him for a three. Yeah, very sneaky player. Daniel House went down again. I know he's on your team. Yeah, another one. Check him off the list. Yeah, are you gonna hang on to Daniel House for a little while? I think uh, I, I'm winning, or I'm. We're really close. I'm playing, so it just really depends on where you are in the standings. I think if you're obviously at the bottom of the standings, and you have more multiple hurt players, and yeah, you gotta let them go. I'm sitting at fourth. I'm playing a guy in eleventh or twelfth, and so I'm we're. With so many injuries, me and him are going back and forth. I think if I end up winning the week or if I see that I'm going to, I think I'll hold on to him because I think he'll be back by next week. Yeah, he should make a comeback here pretty quick. Any input on the, the Rockets side of things? Clint Capella's had four games in a row, 20-plus rebounds. Five in a row of 20-plus rebounds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the one note I think I had on here was that. God. Yeah, he's... Betrayed him at the wrong time. Yeah, and... To be completely honest, as I was doing my player rankings, um, yeah, uh, as we were doing our player rankings, I had him way higher than most all people that did in the fantasy, um, people from Road World, everyone. Uh, and I and I bumped him down because of it, and he's right where he should be. He, I think second round is where he needs to be. Yeah. And it's great. I, I love it. I love Capella. If you can get him, go get him. 
Jeez. Russ is down, I think. Like, uh, he's not putting up. So I think Capella's taking his rebounds. I think Harden's taking his assist. And he's not efficient enough to be a top two to be a top 24 player, which is where he went. He went in the second round, I guarantee you, just in about every league points league. And then he's a better player in a points league. But it's, even those county stats are all down, so it's it's hard. That's tough, yeah. The Celtics played the Clippers last night. That was a fun game because it went into overtime. Jason Tatum hit a three right on Paul George as the game was winding down to put it in overtime. There were some big minutes played on the Clippers' side. I was super surprised to see Kawhi play 37 minutes, Paul George play 37 minutes, and Patrick Beverly play 40. Man, those are big minutes for a Kawhi Leonard that has been load-managed like crazy. Yeah. He played 40, and then he sat three games in a row. Why they? Why is Doc playing him at 37 minutes? Yeah. Did you see what he did at the end of the game? Yeah, so he, he got the – so they were down two or – what was the score? Did they lose by two? Uh, they won 107-104. 107-104. Yeah, so they were up three. And I think it was Kimba had a corner three design and play, blocked, huh? and he blocked it. I think that's why he played, because they needed him all the way. He had a huge to, dunk. Yeah, the huge dunk. And so they needed him all. They needed him literally to block the game-tying shot. And so that's why he played 37, because it went into OT, and they needed to get the W. And it's just, yeah, it, I knew he wasn't a guy that I was targeting when I was drafting. So it's, yeah, it's okay. Yeah. For me, I was like, if you know what you got yourself into, we had an entire year to, to and he showed you what he was going to do and you still drafted him and uh, whatever you drafted him and you're not happy with it, then that, you get what you get. Like mm-hmm. that's what you knew was going to happen. Mm-hmm. I, I think Zubak is a, a pretty sneaky player in Clippers uh, as their starting center, kind of like a JaVale McGee who blocks at a high rate, not going to play more than 20 minutes I or so. I hope he does. Yeah, I like Zubak going forward as a starting center. I think he's a sneaky player. And I, on a week where he plays four games, that's someone to consider grabbing at the end of your bench. Yeah, because he's high-ranked, like you said, I think, and then – and if he were to, the thing is, that 22 minutes is probably close to a season high last night. And I don't see, like, if he were to get 22, if you were to tell me he's going to get 22 for sure every night, then I'd be like, okay, he's on my squad. But there'll be nights where he goes literally single digit yeah. minutes. He'll he'll start the game and then get pulled and won't get go, won't go back in. Javale McGee and Zubak play four games next week each. Do you want either of those on your team for a four-week slate? If I had to choose between the two, I'm taking Zubak. If I do, I want either one of those two. Probably not. There's probably all seven guys that we talked about in the pickup. I'd have in front of them. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's kind of going to conclude for the day. Any anything to note before we kind of wrap things up for today? No, I think that's about it. Other than I was just going to have you end the show by naming off all the teams that play four times um, and the teams that play twice. Yeah, so the, the teams that play two games next week, the Denver Nuggets, Houston Rockets, and Phoenix Suns play two games. Unfortunate if you have players on their team because that's just not a lot of games next yeah. week. Yeah. Uh, there's a ton of teams that play four games you have. Brooklyn Nets, Charlotte Hornets, Boston Celtics, Atlanta Hawks, Detroit Pistons, Golden State, Indiana, Clippers, Lakers, Memphis, Miami, Milwaukee, OKC, Orlando, 
the 76ers, San Antonio, Toronto, Utah, and Washington. So a ton of teams to target for four game weeks. But there's going to be a lot of basketball next week, and we're going into Thanksgiving. Yeah, so it's great. Um, and there's probably not any games on. Is there any games on Thursday? There, there are not games on Thursday. There's usually never any games on on there's Thanksgiving. A Fourteen game night on Wednesday the twenty seventh. Okay, so everybody but two teams is playing that day. Yeah, so yeah. we'll have a ton to talk about on Thanksgiving. Yeah. So just a reminder for all of our listeners, we are Fantasy Basketball Podcast, the pickup, doing this every Thursday morning at ten a.m. We will be doing a Thanksgiving session next week, so we hope that all of our listeners can tune in. We want to really thank everyone for being part of what we're doing here. We're trying to grow our podcast and and can kind of continue week to week putting a couple of things into our podcast. We are learning how to make this thing more efficient and want to get all of the best information out to our listeners. Anything to add, Luis? No, I think next week we'll add some music, uh, some clapping buttons uh, if we get something right. And just kind of, like you said, learning, growing. It's been fun. Yeah, man. Absolutely. So thank you all. Everyone have a great week. Looking forward to another week of basketball. Everyone take care. All right. Bye, guys.